Hi everyone and welcome back to Drink Salad Podcast, where we're talking everything from red red wine to pina coladas. My name is Allie and this is episode 41. Today is Monday, March 29th, making today a mixed drink Monday. Can you believe we're almost at the end of March? This is crazy. We're also almost at Easter. And before we jump into today's show, let me first apologize for the lack of a Friday show last week. We had a virtual conference at work all week, and I guess the wheels just fell off the bus when it came to doing too many things. But we are back on track this week, especially since Friday is a holiday. So this week, let's talk about all things Easter. Uh, I mean, can you believe it? It's almost Easter. I can't even believe it. Did everybody stick to their Lenten goal? I know I sure didn't. That also fell by the wayside this month or the last 40 days. But we're going to get back on track. Spring is here, finally. It's been raining for like 24 hours here. But since today is Mixed Drake Monday, let's talk about four easy-to-make, super-delicious Eastery cocktails. All of them vary in shades of pastels, just like your Easter eggs, and they are oh so delicious. And I think you're really going to enjoy them, guys. So let's jump on in. Alrighty, our first cocktail will be the gimlet, but not your basic gimlet. We're going to kick it up a notch, or a level up, if you will. Not that the original isn't fantastic, and before we kick it up, Let's make sure we know all about the original Gimlet and how to make it. The Gimlet is thought to have been created out of necessity more than out of uh, creativity, if you will, in the late 18th century by British soldiers. Scurvy had been rampant in the Navy prior to this, so sailors were given daily rations of citrus fruit. Uh, They were also given daily rations of liquor, usually rum, but sometimes gin as well, just kind of depending on where they were going. And the best way to take both of these things, well, together, of course. (laughs) So the simple gimlet um, remained kind of a sailor's drink for quite a while, and then it moved from a sailor's drink to a classic cocktail some years later, and it even made it into that oh-so-famous book of Harry Craddock's, the Savoy Cocktail Book, in the 1930s. Now, from the 1860s until very recently, the use of Rose's Lime Cordial was considered essential for making a gimlet, as well as the classic way to make it. So it was kind of the gold standard in how we all made it. Um, And you can, of course, use Rose's Cordial for it uh, to make the regular gimlet, as well as the kicked up one. You simply add only one ounce of Rose's instead of Um, the ounce of lemon juice and simple syrup each. Um, You don't have to. You can use it. You can not use it. You can use regular and lime juice. You can make your own lime cordial if you like. Cordial is just basically simple syrup made with juice. So a lime cordial would be simple syrup made with lime juice instead of water. So you could... If you had a plethora of limes one day, uh, juice a whole ton of limes and make it into a simple syrup, and then it would be a little bit more shelf-stable. Back to the classic recipe. So 
we're going to grab our shaker and we're going to add one ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of lime juice, and two ounces of gin. Yep, that is really all you need. It's that easy. We're going to add ice and we're going to shake her all up. We're going to strain it into a coupe or a small martini glass and away you go. So it's a bit of a strong drink and it tastes a lot like the gin that you're using. So make sure you're using a gin that you enjoy tasting. Now, if we want to kick it up a notch, uh, we're going to need to grab something fresh and green. So whether that's from your grocery store or from your garden, we are going to grab something super tasty and green. We'll get to what we're going to pick in a minute. So to our shaker again, we're going to add that one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of some syrup, and two ounces of gin. Now this is where your gin selection really matters um, based on flavor profile. We're then going to add a nice big handful of some kind of green herb or veggie to the shaker. You want to think something like basil or arugula. Um, I've done fiddleheads before. If you process the fiddleheads properly, um, you could do mint, but anything um, with a bit of flavor to it. Personally, I really like basil. Arugula is nice too. Um, the reason we're thinking about our gin is that if you're using a more floral gin, it's not going to be great if you can only procure arugula with the um, kind of black pepper bitterness of the arugula. So probably not the greatest combination. Once again, once we've added our handful of veggie or herb selection, we're just going to add some ice and we're going to shake it. And then we're going to strain it. I would recommend double straining this one so that you don't get any green floaties in your drink. But if you do, they are super tasty and it's not that big of a deal. Um, just make sure you check your teeth. Uh, and your drink, if you're doing the not-kicked-up one, um, should be a light pastel green. Very, very pretty. Alrighty, up next, a cocktail that definitely doesn't scream Easter uh, when you think about it, except for its color. It's pastel blue hue. I love that rhyme. Um, makes it uh, definitely stand out for an Easter cocktail. Definitely looks like it's going to be a part of an Easter basket. The Blue Hawaiian. Quintessentially a tiki drink. This cocktail totally screams blue Easter egg to me. Like I said, it's great. And it is not to be confused with the Blue Hawaii. The Hawaiian is thicker and creamier. I'm so Blue Hawaii, uh, namesake of a movie, Elvis starred in. Not that drink. We're going for the Hawaiian. The Hawaiian um, can, comes after the Hawaii in kind of invention date. Um, and Don the Beachcomber is credited with its invention, though we really have no idea if that's true or not. A couple of notes on this drink. One. You can swap vodka for the rum, no problem. You're going to be just fine. Um, rum is the traditional, but you can totally do vodka. I would not do gin. Two, you can use a blender and you can make a frozen, frozen version, um, which is a little bit thicker, kind of more pina colada style or like frozen daiquiri style. 
but the shaker rocks my socks personally and that's why I like to do it. And number three, you can use coconut milk instead of cream of coconut to make your cocktail a little bit lighter tasting and a little bit easier to maneuver in a straw. Alrighty, so in our shaker, we're going to add half an ounce of lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of cream of coconut, two ounces of pineapple juice, three quarters of an ounce of blue curacao. Yep, I own a bottle of blue curacao just for doing this kind of recipe. And one and a half ounces of white or light gold rum. Now, personally, I usually add half an ounce of simple syrup as well, but that's just me. Um, just to give it just a tiny hint more sweetness. Um, but you don't have to. It's not called for in the recipe or in the kind of classic recipe either. Then we're going to add some ice to our shaker and give it a good shake. We're then going to... Sh- so if you are using a blender, you'd put all those things in a blender with uh, about a small handful of ice and blend it until it was nice and creamy. Then we're going to strain our concoction into either a hurricane or a Collins glass filled with pebble ice or broken up ice cubes. Or you could even strain it into a rocks glass. Um, I've even done this once at an event and we had red solo cups. So you can definitely get creative with it. The garnish calls for both a pineapple wedge and a cherry. So we have now made a lovely green drink. We've made a lovely blue drink. Let's uh, mix it up a little bit. Up next, we're going to make a Paloma, uh, softly pink. It adds a bit of a different note to our collection of cocktails since it's a tequila-based cocktail. I know, crazy that I'm telling you to try tequila-based cocktail. Um, it calls for grapefruit soda and it often references grapefruit, pink grapefruit sodas. Um, I've never seen a specifically pink grapefruit one here. I have, however, added a little bit of pink grapefruit juice to the mixture to get a pinkier, instead of real word, hue. So you can kind of mix it up if you can't get a hold of one. So... This cocktail will definitely transport us back to the 1950s in Mexico. Um, And in Mexico, it is a widely drunk cocktail. And they typically use a soda called Jarritos, J-A-R-R-I-T-O-S sodas. Um, And the the grapefruit one of that has a much pinker hue. I've never seen that specific one here. Um, I know that you can get Jarritos. So you might be able to find the pink grapefruit one where you are. Um, fresca, ting, and squirt are all suitable replacements as well. So you're just looking really for a grapefruit flavored co- soda. So let's make this drink. This is a built cocktail. No need for your shaker this time, so you can set that aside and uh, let it have a rest. This first step is totally optional. You can do it or not do it. You can take your Collins glass, run a lime around the rim, and then coat the rim in salt sort of like you would for a margarita. Then we're going to add two ounces of tequila. Um, I would probably go Blanco, Silver, or Lightly Reposado, nothing super heavy. Um, And half an ounce of lime juice. Maybe if you wanted to add that splash of grapefruit juice, this would be when you do it. All to the glass. Then we're going to fill the glass with ice. Then 
just regular ice is fine, like just cubes. You don't have to have pebble ice or crushed ice or anything like that. Next, we top the glass with grapefruit soda and stir lightly to mix. Garnish with a lime wheel and a straw. It's that easy. You've now made a pink cocktail. Final cocktail. We gotta go for uh, purple, right? We need the nice purple colored egg for our Easter basket of cocktails. So we're going to build a blackberry bramble. Hopefully you can find blackberries at your grocery store right now or you stocked up last summer. Um, though not essential for making the cocktail if you do have one specific ingredient, um, they just help with the garnish if you have that. And if not, you do need them to make the color. Okay, so the bramble was invented in 1984 in London, England by barman Dick Bradsell. And it totally feels like it's a much, much, much older cocktail than it really is. Okay, so one more time, we're going to grab that shaker tin and we're going to add a quarter ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of lemon juice, two ounces of gin. If you're adding your blackberries, do it now and muddle them a bit to break them apart. So you're going to take um, a cocktail muddler or the back of a broad handled knife and squish them up. Then we're going to add ice and shake. We're going to double strain that mixture into a rocks glass filled with crushed ice. Now, if you haven't added the blackberries to your shaker, or you want to add extra blackberries, if you have, we're going to slowly pour half an ounce of creme de mure, aka blackberry liqueur, over the top of the glass. We're then going to garnish it with half a lemon wheel and a little blackberry on top. So you should have a glass. Um, if you haven't crushed the blackberries in your mixture, your mixture will have a layer of purple across the bottom and then be clear on top. If you added the blackberries to your mixture, it's going to be more of a light purple all the way through. And as you're drinking it, you kind of want to stir it and kind of move it all around and it'll come all the way through. Now, if you can't get creme de mer, you can probably get blackberry liqueur. Um, tons and tons of craft distilleries make a blackberry liqueur. I can think of three in my province that make them. So you should be able to find some. Um, and if you are in a larger marketplace, you'll definitely be able to find them. If you can't, that is where I would definitely suggest muddling up some of those blackberries in your in your shaker before you start to get that nice purple hue to it. And then we'll have a purple cocktail to add to our Easter basket. So with that, guys, we'll wrap up another episode of the podcast. I hope you are all set for your Easter cocktailing after hearing these cocktails. They are all delicious, and I can't personally wait to try any of them, or all of them, I guess. So. If you want to reach out because you have a show topic idea, a question, a comment, or a concern, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can send me an email to drinkswithally at gmail.com, and I will definitely reply and answer. Uh, you can head over to the website, which is drinkswithally.com, and you can fill in the contact me form. Again, it'll come right to me, and I will see it, and I will reply. You can head on over to episode 41's page on the website and you can leave a comment there. Let me know there what cocktail you're making this year for Easter. 
And if you want to find me on social media, you can do that in a number of ways. It is at Drinks with Allie on all the platforms, which includes Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, MeWe, Pinterest, and Spotify. So with that, guys, fill your glass with something tasty. Let's get ready for Easter. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>